Hey guys, you're listening to Nerdspresso, and it's podcast day, and this is this has become my favorite day of the week, and holy cannoli guys, I got a really great episode for you this week. Um, I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it, um, and I know I've pretty much said that every episode so far has been my favorite, but it's specifically true about this episode, because I got the incredible privilege to sit down with Black Lightning himself, Cress Williams. And it is just a fun, super laid back conversation that we just, we talk about, we talk about Black Lightning and we talk about how he got the role and, you know, all this stuff that he's gotten to, to do in the past and other other dream superhero roles that he would love to play and it it really I feel like Cress really opened up for us and just had some fun and let us in on some secrets and so I again I really really hope you enjoy this episode because it's a lot of fun and I'm very lucky and very humbled that he allowed me to come talk to him and got to and got to record an episode for you guys so, um, it was also, we were recording at his house, and so you might hear his, his adorable little baby in the background every so often, and there's just some at-home atmosphere that, you know, I thought about editing it out, but it gives, it gives the podcast a more down-home feel, and just really, like, personal, and so I, you know, it's at home life, and sometimes when you're at home with people, it's just kind of crazy and chaotic, and you're trying to grill pork chops, and there's babies running around, and dogs, and all sorts of stuff. So we really get to have a nice, fun, laid-back inside look to to Cress and his family and all of that. So I really, really hope that you enjoy this. So go get your drink of choice. I'm about to go get my coffee because it's raining here and it's kind of dreary and cold. So I hope the weather is nicer where you are. But sit back, curl up on your couch, snuggle your pet if you have one, drink your drink of choice, and let's have some fun. This episode is sponsored by Smuggler's Coffee. We've had some really delicious coffees from Smuggler's. Smugglers makes their coffee unique by adding barrel aging techniques to their roasts. They find barrels from some of the best breweries in their area, and barrel aging adds the flavors that were trapped in those barrels to the beans without any trace of the alcohol. It's a unique bean that makes an amazing cup of coffee in the morning or that perfect after-dinner dessert coffee. They have fun and crazy artwork gracing their packaging with themes from D&D, Star Wars, music, and more. Whether you like sugar and cream in your coffee, you like a little Irish jig in your mug, or you like to drink your coffee as black as your soul, they've got the perfect cup of coffee for you. Head over to store.smugglerscoffee.com to find your perfect brew of coffee today. started so we might have to kind of lean into the okay. microphone here because like i said i'm podcasting on a budget yeah yeah no <laughs> but it's there it's a go. really good mic it 
should typically that's pick up. pretty fancy. I got it because I got this color because it matches the case on my computer. Oh yeah. So it's like I dark like this, blue? like a dark tealish. Oh, okay, cool. Something I don't know. But how Sweet. are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Just enjoying like a nice, your lazy Saturday. Yeah, and you're enjoying being off work until they call you back. Until they call me back. <laughs> Is <laughs> there? Until they drag me back. Dare I ask this early in the podcast if there's an official coming back date for you yet there's there's not i mean there is an official coming back um, right it has been announced black lightning has yeah, been announced for season yeah. four season four Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. um so no i mean the only thing uh i i just assume that it'll be the same date as it was last okay. year which i i y'all started I just, what june was, no Begin- july oh was, was like, it that late yeah it was like but it was early july so maybe maybe I'm thinking because Dustin started prepping in June. That might have been it, yeah. So, but then you don't start till they start rolling cameras. Yeah, yeah. And so. last year we built a new suit. Last year, yeah. So there was um, fittings that were happening mm-hmm. that were in June as well. But mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming it's July. I'm hoping it's July because uh, we have vacations planned all the way up until June. I was about 23rd. to say we kind of talked about your vacation yeah, plans yeah. earlier, and y'all sound like y'all gonna be busy. That's good though. Well, it's weird. It's it's weird. Uh, like you know, we have a, a New York trip, which is purely vacation, and we were. But you just need a vacation sometimes. No, without yeah. question. <laughs> the weirdest thing is plenty of vacation for what is your home? Like we're going back to California, right. and it's a vacation, but it's like this is our home. It's weird right. that we have to pay to go home. Because did you you were you born and raised in California? So I wasn't, I, well, I was raised in California. I was born in Heidelberg, Germany. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My dad, it's just strictly my dad was in the army at the time. And uh, he was stationed in Heidelberg, Germany. And he called my mom. This is the story, <laughs> as the story goes. They were married. We're just getting way. into the story right off the bat. And he so. just <laughs> said, come out here. I want to make a baby. And so my All right. mother came to Germany and they made me. And uh, right after I was born, we moved to... Uh, Chicago, back to Chicago, um, but then my parents split up when I when I was very young, and so mm-hmm. um, I moved to California when I was three. Me and my okay. mother. So I've been a California kid since I was three years old. Well, yeah. you're an actor, so yeah, California is a good place to be. It is right. It, just kinda, it, was, it was kismet. I don't know if I had yeah. grown up in Chicago. I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. Chicago has a pretty hopping film industry now. Yeah. They I know a lot improv of and they yeah. Got, they got stage. They got theater too, a little bit. They've got a lot of those cop shows. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's so cold. So cold. It's, it's so really. Dust- yeah. yeah, that wind coming off of yeah, Lake Windy Michigan. City for nothing. It's I, cold. Yeah, I was looking at something today. Uh, not say a couple days ago, because the uh, All Star Game was is in Chicago, like as mm-hmm. we speak, and they were like, "It's single digits," and I was like, "Wow." Nope. <laughs> wow. That's... Hard pass. Because even here, like here in Atlanta, we don't you don't see single digits. We get maybe like twenty five right. degrees, and we're but like a y'all. Rarity, it's cold, right? It's not like that's not yeah. the norm for winter. No. it's a rare thing. And see, so did do you remember any of the Chicago winters? Because you said you were three when you moved to right. So I don't remember, California. I don't really remember. But then there was a period of time when. Um, Right when I finished sixth grade, my mother decided she wanted to go back to Cal- back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we moved, like right after I finished sixth grade, we moved to Chicago. We were only there for like half a year. <laughs> Before winter. <laughs> Before she was like, I don't uh, like no. this. We're going back yeah. home. 
Um, But I remember that winter, and it wasn't even like a harsh winter. Like they were like, this is a pretty mild winter. Like it wasn't that much snow and things like that. But what I remember is that no matter how much, no how many layers you put on, the cold gets through. Yeah. No matter how much, I mean, coats and thermals and this and mittens and scarves and hats, and you step outside and the cold gets through. It just cuts right through you. Right. And you're like. See, I'm from Texas, so I, That's, while it gets cold and Texas like has its yeah. weird weather stuff, right. it's not that cold. But I'm used to the, you know, 105. Right. It's a little bit drier out there than it is here in Georgia. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here, you know, it's the South. And, yeah. But I can say we've been to LA a lot last year. Yeah. I love California weather so oh, much. It's you, you really, when you, <laughs> it like, really is perfect. Yeah, exactly. When you once you're away from it, you're like you don't realize how good you actually had it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I used to have a motorcycle on to be able <gasps> to like. I mean, I, January, February is not regular thing to be on a motorcycle, no problem. Yeah. Going, yeah. This is. Yeah. And most of the world can't do this. No. So and here you never know what it's gonna do because no. right now it's kind of cool outside, but right. yesterday it was really hot. Yeah, it was like back up in the seventies, but then like last weekend it snowed. snowed. How much crazy. snow did y'all get? Just a little bit, like okay. just a, like a dusting. You we guys got, got a three lot. Three inches of snow. That's, yeah, you guys got a lot it was of snow. So much snow, that's and it cool. just it big snowflakes. Right, and right. it was ridiculous. That's just that's the thing is 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 weird about the South. It's like. Because with California, like, you can look out and you go, this is what the day is going to be. Right. And you can plan accordingly. But, with, like, here, and, and Chicago actually is the same way as well, where you can get rain when you didn't expect it was going to be rain. Like, there's mm-hmm. all these things you can't plan for yeah. the unexpectedness of it all. So, it's, yeah. it's kind of wacky. Well, we when, the first time we went to LA last year, it rained three times in the same week that we were there. Yeah. And we were like, Really? Yeah. This much rain? Global warming. Yes. Okay. So, but but it was like 60s in the mm-hmm. like late afternoon, evening, but then it was like high 70s. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I was looking at it t- today. I was just like, it's like they're, you know, because I'm looking at our weather here. Yeah. And it's like 70s there right yeah. now, like just nice kind of mid 70s. It's like, yeah, that's what it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're starting this podcast episode off real great with talking about weather. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we kind of hinted at it. But I am sitting here with the fabulous Cress Williams, oh, who plays you. Black Lightning himself, <laughs> Jefferson you. Pierce. So, and it was it was one of those things. So, you know, Dustin is your superhero bodyguard. Yes. yes. He is. That is what we call them. Partner and our in crime. All yes. Of them. And the also the wonderful Chris Burns, they were the dynamic duo that yes. helps you step into those literal shoes. Exactly. Um, yeah. But and it was so funny because going into this past season, season three, yeah. I was watching uh, Young Justice Outsiders, and you know Jefferson is such a huge a major part, part of that. Yeah. Of, he's just like Justice League dad all the way. Yeah. And there was just one part where I was like. Wow, Cress's casting is spot on because he look like he literally looks like you, right, and right, right. especially with your hair was grown out and the beard was grown out yeah. going into season three. I was yeah. just like, 
they did real good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind so. of weird because like, you know, I, it would be in a perfect world. It'd be this great synergy where Young Justice and like Black Lightning are always like talking to each other in a weird way. Like they don't talk at all. Yeah. And it was just kind of this perfect synergy of things that were happening because I huge anime you know uh cartoon fan so i mm-hmm. i was watching young justice back when it was on like you know cartoon network mm-hmm. and then we got the whole you know streaming service and and we've been watching young justice and to so watch to pick it up and see where he was to see his hair and to see his beard I'm yeah like, wait that's exactly it was where I am very right now. exactly really it was because they did i don't think they talked about no, they it at didn't all. at all. But it, it really went well together. Totally. So... I mean, even the suit, because I was watching his suit, and then when oh, I yeah. saw the suit that we made, it's like, you can see they're very similar and inspired by each other, but again, yeah. without... They didn't hammer this out, and like it's just kind of like providence that they yeah. that they are so much alike. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, we I started watching it, uh, and I... Obviously, I'm a huge Batgirl fan, right. but Megan is my girl right. when it comes to Young Justice. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. hello, Megan. <laughs> she was my first cosplay. No way. Yeah, really? she was my first cosplay. Dustin oh, painted me green, um, and we did kind of like a Young Justice Teen Titans with the kids and everything. Oh, and that's awesome. It was it was a lot of fun, but that was like my go harder go home first cosplay was yeah, yeah. paint me green. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're not half stepping if nope. you're gonna get painted green. Nope. But you got a new suit in season three. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, yes. the, well, because you had a, like, very beginning of season one, you had kind of a more comic, booky, yeah. very simple, but yep. it paid a lot of tribute to the, the, the comic book Kind of book comic suit. book, yeah. So, I mean, so, we used to call that the classic suit, um, which you only see really, like, kind of via flashbacks, really, because mm-hmm. uh, it's not, a, like, the present day suit. And then we yeah. had... I, then we had this very armor-filled, I guess you would call it more of a tactical suit, which was kind of the main suit. Um, and uh, it was like 40-plus pounds and didn't allow me to move much. And you had to have two people. Yeah. Dustin and Chris. To get dressed. <laughs> to get you to into get it. Dressed. When it originally started, it took about an hour to get dressed. Jeez. That first suit, it was two people and an hour just to get dressed. And That's then we, insane. We streamlined some things and it was still, we got it down to probably about 20 or 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but it was like 40 plus pounds. And, um, and see, I've been in the costume shop and I've like held that suit. Yeah. And it's, the, and the weird thing is it's not a, like a solid suit. It's like pieces. neoprene kind neoprene of. Neoprene starts and then, but there's all these but like there's, pieces. Yeah. Hard, armor pieces. Hard armor pieces. Yeah. They didn't give at all. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't think it's that heavy, but no. it was. When you put it, it together, beast. plus the thing with the neoprenes, you sweat a lot. So the, oh, yeah. So, the, you know, and the suit holds mm-hmm. the moisture. So then it would also get heavier right with the sweat yep but um, and then you want to you want to hydrate and keep exactly so that you don't sweat it all out and it get dehydrated was, oh, and then man. it's just yeah um so thankfully we redesigned a whole new suit that takes like maybe 20 minutes and one person that's awesome to get into and uh it's a lot more movable because i was in it like a lot because it's it's three. mostly soft pieces exactly so but it's so gorgeous yeah i mean it's funny because it looks more like 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 a young justice suit. yeah i was like yeah that's what we should be doing i i love that i love that you out of all the cw shows 
you had this really nice like flashback suit, but then they went straight into like Batman armor for you. Right. But everyone else got these really weird like soft legit leather suits. Yes. Like Arrow, he had a leather suit. Yep. Grant started out in a leather suit. Yep. And you didn't get that at all. No, no. <laughs> Would no. you have preferred that? Of course. I mean, it was funny because <laughs> like when we went to go do the uh, the when you become, I guess when you're in the fraternity of superheroes that you then for the first time you start really looking at everybody's gear oh, and we're you're like talk you're about envious <laughs> about it, you know. Yeah. And I would look at them and I'm like, oh my god, they have it so easy. What is that? And um, but yeah. It, but I'm sure like. Like, at least with Steven, he had the leather suit, yeah. but he didn't, he just had the mask. He didn't have the cowl or anything like that. Right, right. So, and his is just kind of like evolved throughout the leather stages. Yeah. Whereas Grant, Grant started leather suit, urethane cowl. Yeah. And that's a, like, sweat factor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I itself. think they've, you know, over the years, they've, they've, uh, everybody has gone through evolutions and, um, I just we've gone through evolutions mm-hmm. and and uh grant suit is perfect right now they don't, <laughs> don't need want to change, change it. it at all no he it seemed is pretty happy with so it. gorgeous i think he seemed pretty happy with it as an yeah. actor he was talking about maybe just like the cowl i think rubbing at times yeah but um honestly that's pretty minor i mean when we were uh all together uh, for the crossover and you know you get together and you see everybody for the yeah. first time so everybody's looking at each other's suits and mm-hmm. talking about the good things and the bad things or whatever and they all they all seemed fairly happy um i remember elastic man was really surprised because hardly um um with with my suit and the this mask is, i wear this is my favorite story so this story has circulated oh is it really? so i've heard it from dustin i've heard it from Burns, yeah, yeah, i've heard yeah. it from you but i've also heard it like interviews you've done right and it's just around the internet. The oh, yeah, story yeah. is like yeah. one of the best. Well, I mean, I think overall everybody, because I gotta admit, and it's not just like you know, I I think our suit uh, really is the most detailed. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's got practical it's lighting, it's got like so many different textures to it. Mm-hmm. So everybody was just like, it's not just a leather suit. Like, right. It's just so much more. So everybody's just like, oh my god, that suit is amazing. And when uh, when Hartley saw me take off the mask in between a take, he was like. Wait, what? What did you do? What? What happened? What? And he's like, they told me that the, what the the way they do it is the only way they could do it, and where his his mask is glued to his face, and so once it's yeah. on his face, it's on his face all day long. He yeah, cannot take it off until nope. the end of the and day. And they just touch up the glue as it comes off, and exactly. sweats and everything. And, and us cosplayers know that life. Yeah, where you, you get to ride in style over here. Yeah, which I mean, it was a design that they came up with like day one. Really? First, yeah, we've always had it that way. Like since the very beginning, every suit from the classic to the armored to the present suit was always this this uh, technology of of gluing tiny magnets to my face and having magnets in the mask, mm-hmm. and so the, it just magnetizes and it just goes on my face, and then you can peel it off in between takes, and you're still touching up glue, but right. not, you don't have to wear the mask twenty four right, and you don't have like the black eye makeup like Hartley has to right. wear either. Right, and... right, and so he was like, I remember he was like, <laughs> they, they lied told me this to is me. The only way they could do it, and I'm like, uh, uh they lied because they... we do it this way. Yeah. Um, but so he was he was quite jealous of that. <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna go back to his makeup people and, and say, be like, let's do yes. it this way. Yeah. Well, because it's so. great. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're in long days. Yeah. I, you know, I remember years ago, we, uh, my wife and I, we were watching um, 
uh, the most recent Star Trek Discovery and seeing a lot of the people in their masks, you mm-hmm. know, the full, full on makeup. Right. And uh, I played a, a Jim Hadar in Deep Space Nine, like uh, oh, okay, actually the first Jim Hadar in Deep Space Nine. So you know, I did the full uh, face mold, like wow. entire head mold, and I had a full mask, and it's hard. I mean, yeah. you know, I had to be at work at like you know, probably like three, four in the morning. Yeah. It's a process. And, and and to be in it, and then you can't eat. Yeah. You, you know, because they're like, they're like, well, you can't eat because the oils uh, mm-hmm. will, will will counteract the, the, the adhesive. And so if you eat, you have to like open your mouth really wide and make sure that no food touches any of your lips. So it just kind of throws off your whole thing. And I was like, I don't know how people do this, like as a series regular, how right. they would do this day in and day out. Oh, the glamorous life of being an actor. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> It was fun for a minute because I mean I, I mean yeah. I like the process. I mean I'm one of the few people who likes getting face molds and yeah. things like that. Yeah, you like people... you like that transformative process. Yeah, but also I think it it doesn't like the process of you know where when they're like okay we're gonna make a cast of your head, you know, and you have to sit in a chair and they cover you and then they make sure you With can breathe. Plaster. They cover like <laughs> I, I guess I guess I'm not. I'm not a claustrophobic person. That's good. So, yeah, because they were like, some people flip out and they can't take this. Yeah. And I just, I fall asleep. Like, that, I, I go into a zen yeah. space and I, I'm like, this is the opportunity. I feel like I it's either one or one of two reactions. You either, like, feel claustrophobic right. and you kind of lose your shit because your face is literally you covered move. completely in yeah. plaster. You can't move. You have two little nose holes. Mm-hmm. Like, your eyes are covered. You're not going anywhere right. for a while. Yeah. Or you just kind of, you're like, okay, nap time. <laughs> totally. Well, I've always been that way. I mean, I mean, I've done body casts. Cause I, do, mm-hmm. I had to do my, the first suit for Black White and I had to do an entire body cast where they literally put you up and they put like yeah. racks under your wrists to keep your arms in a certain position Ooh. and like they just start plastering your body and you got to sit but there. But at least your armor pieces fit. No, totally. <laughs> But I, mean, I, I was like, no, this is an opportunity in life to yeah. like, just go to my mind palace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then if I'm in my mind palace long enough, then I will eventually fall asleep. Do you like meditate at all? I don't. Just I, in life in general? Um, sometimes I do. Um, sometimes I do. Not like uh, like organized uh, mm-hmm. meditation, but I, I have a pretty active mind palace, as I call it, uh, taking it from the whole... Um, Sherlock reference. Yeah. But um, because I, whether I'm working out in the gym or if I'm in bed, I, I don't fall asleep quickly mm-hmm. like most people or like a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I, my mind just goes and yeah. I just go into like places. Just... Well, you're a creative. Yeah. So, and I feel like as creatives, like it's hard to shut off your brain it sometimes. It is. So I literally, I was awake at two in the morning the other night and I was just like, you know, I could start a Twitch channel and I could do this show and this show and I have all these ideas and I literally went and wrote them down because I was like, if I don't write this down, I might not remember it in the morning. That's good that you even do that. Yeah. But I was like, it's 2 a.m. I shouldn't be thinking about this at all. I should be asleep. Sleep? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about... Recently, I've had these moments where I wake up like early, early morning and not wake up like it's time to get up, but that first kind of moment of waking Mm -hmm. up and I realize and I'll doze off and then I'll wake up and I'll doze off and I have lyrics going through my head. Interesting. And I'm like, why is this song going through my head? I don't know. Should I get up? And then actually I'm going to sleep. And then I wake up again and the lyrics are going over and over and over again. I'm like, what is that? But I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's different times of the day that I think I'm in somewhat of a meditative state. Um, Just, yeah, I, I 
I love my my mind. That's good. <laughs> I love hanging out in there. That's good. It's good, and it's good that you're comfortable right. escaping there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because not a lot of people are. Well, I mean, I mean, I grew up primarily an only child. Like mm-hmm. my my uh, half brother didn't didn't come in uh, into the world till I was like seventeen years old. So most okay. of my life, I was an only child. So you better be comfortable. With being yourself and yeah. being, but you know, and uh, entertaining yourself. I spent my, my, a lot of time in my room, and uh, my mom was a single parent, so yeah, it was a lot of times by myself and entertaining myself. So um, I have a, a healthy internal life, I guess. That's that's good. That's good that it's you refer to, you refer to it as a healthy internal. <laughs> yeah, it works. and you're not just like I have to escape. No, <laughs> I have I to work, escape. I work out a lot of things. Like I, I like when I'm in the car going to and mm-hmm. from the set. Like it's like yeah. oh, I'm gonna be in the car and yep, my mind, me and my mind palace, we go. And when I'm working out, me and my mind palace, we mm-hmm. go. And unfortunately, <laughs> the only time when I'm like okay, it's time to go to bed, me and my mind palace, yep. we go. Yep, you know so. So um. <laughs> so you're drinking out of a Superman mm. coffee mug. I am, yes. So I know you play Black Lightning. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard you're a huge Superman fan I, as well. Yeah. Growing up, I always was because I think, you know, it, it, very simply, flight has just always fascinated me. Yeah. The ability to fly. Um, and so there was Superman. And then, you know, he's the strongest. Yeah. Like, and that drew me and then I think the idea of being this kind of uh like outsider like mm-hmm. he's you know not from here not mm-hmm. quite fitting in also I, I've always identified with that in, in yeah everything that I've been drawn to the outsider the person who didn't quite fit in I think yeah as a as a, as a child I was that way I grew up in um Orange County California okay. which if it's Disneyland, basically, yep. and you know it's a suburb and it's a huge suburb and it's 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 predominantly even to this day it's probably predominantly white so it's like mm-hmm. of course it didn't quite always fit in so all of those types of things uh, fascinated me and even to this day like especially flight because I mean I I just oh, we've been watching Star Trek and I yeah. just like uh, I I was like I just would love to be able to just be in like. It's kind of a Battlestar reference, but be a Viper pilot or yeah, or be a, an X-wing fighter pilot, just to be able to just be out in space. And just I fly. am a pilot's kid. My dad's a pilot, like a real my, pilot pilot. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like my, yeah, my dad flies for American. Um, oh, wow. And he was in the Air Force. Okay. And my brother is also a pilot. Nice. And so, like, I grew up in a very aviation-oriented family. Yeah, yeah. Um, my brother kind of caught the bugs super early when he was like a wee kid. My dad pulled back after when he was like a teenager. Uh-huh. It was like, I know we've kind of just like made this a thing, but we might want to see if this is actually what he wants to do. <laughs> or is he just being pushed <laughs> or into if, it? Yeah. So it's good that he was like, do it if you want. Right. But, but you know, I grew up going to air shows oh, wow. and like all sorts of stuff like that. Just you know, flying. Like yeah. I literally fly wherever I go most of the time because yeah. I had the privilege of getting to be a pilot's kid, and That's you, awesome. yeah. And so I totally. Yeah, it just—it's so freeing. It is, and you know, when I watched, there was a moment when I watched. Captain Marvel. Yeah. When she was like flying the fighter jets and everything and flying the, the, what is it? It's not the quad. 
It was with the quad. Yeah, because they had the Quinjet in yeah. the later. So yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. Quadjet. Yeah. So, um, and I was just like, maybe, do I want to be a, a pilot too? No. That's too much math and science for me. It is, yeah, that part of it probably, I, I just want to be Superman. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't need a license. I just take right. off and just exactly. go. Um, so. But space, I mean, I, you know, we were watching, uh, uh, and I, if people are, are, haven't finished it, I'm, I apologize on the spoilers, but we were watching The Good Place. Oh, um, it's so good. I just finished it last oh, week. Man. And so that, yeah, so the whole thing about like finally being in a good place and people getting bored and all this other stuff, like I, at one point we were watching it and I paused it and I'm like, babe, I'm like, damn it. If I was in a good place, I mean, the first thing I want to do is build a starship. Yeah. And like, and like, space is infinite, so I'd never get bored because I would just go out exploring planets and all these different things. And so she's like, "Yeah, I know, right? That would be so much fun, right? I mean, yeah. that would be amazing. You go to this planet, check that out. Go to that planet, check that out." So ironically, you keep talking about flying and space. Yeah. Oh, which okay. segues me into nice. you also like Green Lantern. Yes. So yes, you're a another, you're a John Stewart guy. I am a huge John Stewart guy. I mean, again, it goes back to the flight. Yep. Um, I think also being you know uh, influenced by um, the Justice League before Young Justice, the Justice right. League, and the Bruce Tim animated. Yeah. Oh, I loved yeah. it. It was so good. It was that's such a good show. It was such a good show. Such a good show. I mean, and I loved that John was the, the Green Lantern, Lantern for that, that show. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that. And they were that, the one that. He was the one that they chose to yeah. put forefront. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and just, again, the, the, the fr- I guess it's just I'm drawn to the freedom. I mean, the freedom mm-hmm. of flight, the freedom of being able to go out and explore space, the freedom of, like, whatever you can think up with this ring, you can do and you can imagine. He's just kind of like, if it's like Superman, and then there's Jon Stewart, you know, there's there's the Green Lantern for me that mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I... I I really identify with 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 uh, those characters, and um, in a perfect world, would love to be able to play them. But I know I was about to say I know you really like <laughs> deep deep down in your heart, you really want to be John Stewart. On I screen. would love. I would totally. I would. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the green screen flying thing is probably like one of my I, it's favorites. Like I, it's the closest to yeah feeling like oh I'm really doing it, you know. So yeah, mm. but to just. I feel like you would be able to like really put yourself in that role and just yeah, it would you've be, got the ring. I did. I have. I have, I have rings you, upstairs. I was I about have, to say, if you got to play a Green Lantern, would you keep the ring? Even I if they keep, said, no. even if they said you couldn't, would you keep it? They, they would find it missing. <laughs> they would find it missing, and it would probably be around my neck for all of my days. This is not proof or evidence or anything of any future. Shenanigans that might go on. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. fine. It, 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 it was somebody else. It was yeah, somebody else. It's totally fine. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking. I love. You've literally got yourself on a shelf up here. Yeah. You've got a, yeah. a black lightning. You've got green lantern. You've uh-huh. got pump. Pump. I don't know what that word is. Uh, pop Funko. Funko Pops. Yes. Whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. These are kind of some of the things we picked up uh, over the years. Uh, I mean, some of them are intentional. Like, friends got me the Green Lantern. The that Black Lightning is actually not even like a one you could buy. It's one that was the Total I, Justice one. Is that the one you're? Or no, are you talking about literally actual, you? The one that's literally me was actually made from the guy who did the like the three dimensional scan of me. He was like, "Hey, do you want a, 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 a statue of that?" I'm like, "Sure." So that's that. I have another like one of me that's actual like uh, you know 
the, mass like the, produced and everything. Is it one of the, like the sideshow? Does uh, sideshow do one of you? Uh, somebody did. I'm not sure. If they don't, they should. But uh, <laughs> they haven't even done a Funko of me yet. <gasps> Rude. Yeah, I know. You don't even get like a San Diego Comic-Con special not, pop not Funko? No. Some of these we got actually the first Comic-Con we went to uh, for for Black Lightning. And it was um, it was probably the best party. It was uh, that first year. I think it was Warner Brothers had a party. And at the party, they give you vouchers. Uh-huh. And inside the party, they had a big Funko booth. Ooh. And you could get... Funkos just for free. So I got like a bunch of vouchers and like got a bunch of Funkos that's for awesome. free while you're partying. So it was really, it was really fun. But that's where a lot of these. But hey, Funko, uh, Crest needs a Funko of himself I as know, Black Lightning. Just, I, I know. I thought it's it, weird I that you don't have It's just a matter one. of time, but it hasn't happened yet. But, that's weird. You know, Everyone else got grade, one in what season one, season two? I would have. I would yeah. imagine. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's now. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll make it happen. We'll start a Twitter campaign. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do that now. Uh, um, so, speaking of your Superman mug, yeah, uh, yeah. this is one of my favorite parts of the episode is we get to talk about coffee. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, we are drinking uh, from Smuggler's Coffee. We are drinking their Tomb of Caffeination. I was told you love espresso. I do. I do. And so, Tomb of Caffeination is an Italian... Italian-inspired espresso blend. Yes. And ironically, your lovely wife, Kristen, is Italian. Is Italian. Yeah. So it's a perfect, <laughs> and it's I, a perfect mouth. And it's a D&D-based coffee. Totally. And you're a huge D&D nerd. I am. I am. And it was funny because on the back of the package, my wife pointed out that there was a dragon on the back of it. And in, in the latest campaign that I'm playing, I play a dragonborn. So. What is your dragonborn's name? Uh, his name is, is Torin. Love that, yes. and he's a bronze. He's a bronze dragon, uh, electric, yeah, li- lightning that. dragon. He's a, a sorcerer, um, That's awesome. and and who's fat, who's obsessed with getting his wings. Ooh! But you have to get pretty high up. I think it's yeah. level fourteen. You don't get your wings. Until, wow! Yeah. Okay. It takes a while to get. I haven't wings. really played a dragonborn. It's my first time ever. I yeah. I like have a. A dragonborn that I made for like a one shot or something okay. with the kids or whatever. Yeah. And so I haven't really gotten to explore what all dragonborns can do, but yeah. I didn't know that that was yeah, like a thing. Yeah, it's like level. It's like level fourteen. They get wings, and he's just uh, counting down the days. Totally. And it's so funny because I <laughs> well I realized with every because I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons like uh, since college, and I actually at the time when I start I, I started playing in college, it was like second edition was the mm-hmm. thing. It's like dating myself. The fact that it's like, wait, whoa, second edition. This this cat's old. But anyway, I was playing second You're not edition, that old. and we played <laughs> like pretty regularly for a big, 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 big yeah. chunk of time. It was all second edition, and then you know life got busy, and I didn't play for a lot of years. Um, so at the time when it was second edition, there was no mm-hmm. Dragonborn or whatever. My very first um, character was a ranger. His name was, I believe, his name was Xavier. And he was like uh, a lycanthrope. Like he, he would uh, shape shit. Yeah, like at, at, at times. Interesting. Uh, and so that was fun. Um, but I've all, you know, I, I think it's always best to like try, for me personally, is to try to pattern certain things that come natural to you. Right. Into your character. That way you you stay on character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you, I think if you, I mean, if you, unless you're really, really diligent about it, you can create a character that's completely different from you. But mm-hmm. you have to like consciously always be doing right 
you know, because I hate it when people don't play their character. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you know, you're just kind of like, I made this character, but I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, yeah. No, no, no. And you're like, but would your character really do that? Right. Or is that what you would do? Exactly. So exactly. we have, we have a, these guys are going to get so sick of me talking about this game, but we have a Star Wars D&D game that we play. Nice. And it's in the KOTOR era. Okay. And so my character is a former Sith assassin. Oh. Former. Former Sith assassin. Raised Sith. And then she was like, you know what? This ain't for me. Bye. And uh, so it's been really fun getting to explore because she doesn't want to be part of any like organized. Oh, so any, she doesn't want to go back to the Jedi. She order, doesn't want to be a Jedi. Anything. She she she's studied under a Jedi, but she's never really been a part of the Jedi order. Okay, okay. Um, she obviously left the Sith like order yes. as an organization. Um, and she's also studied with like the Night Sisters and stuff like that. She just so she's wants like, to. Um, um, oh God, because I just finished rewatching for the, like the second or third time uh, the Clone Wars. She's she's oh, like, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Why is it uh, bald? And it's, it's, it's oh, she's bald and oh, Asajj. Uh, Ventress, yeah, she's yeah. like like very except much not as Ventress. evil. <laughs> right in general. <laughs> well, well, I, well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Asajj, I feel like, still has a lot of that, like, Sith nature to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas... She was, so your character probably consciously decided to leave. Asajj was, like, betrayed, which is what made yeah. her leave. Yeah. Um, and so I've had... Our fabulous DM has very <laughs> wonderfully, like, because we're in KOTOR era, he tied my character to... She's the daughter of Darth Malak. Ooh. Which is like a whole thing. And so there's all these things that she's having to deal with. And everyone's like, you're like Sith royalty. And she's like, y'all, I just want to like do my own thing. Right, right, Leave right. me alone. Right. <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to come do it. And she's like, Ugh. okay. And she only knows Darth Malak of of who he was as like a figure. Okay. She never Not knew like him. father. Yeah, no. She right. never knew him as a father figure or as a person that she ever met. Right, okay. She just knows him as, he's Darth Malak. He's right. like this big head honcho in the Sith and stuff. Yeah. And so that's been really fun to explore because I'm like, they'll like give me these like tidbits of like dark stuff and they're like, you should like tr do this and maybe this dark power will manifest. And I'm like, ooh, that looks like so much fun. But then I was like, Ava wouldn't do that. I want to do that. But she But wouldn't Ava wouldn't do that. Right, right. So <laughs> It's like where the acting comes yeah. in, right? The whole thing of like, you know, you have to like focus in on like, okay, what would my character really do? And I'm glad I started playing Dungeons and Dragons because that's really helped my improv skills mm -hmm. as an actor. Mm -hmm. um, I, in all artsy stuff that I do, I'm very technical. Like I do theater and I thrive yeah. off the scripts and off and stuff like that. Yeah. With music, I'm very technical i read the music i'm not an improver okay. at all for like jazz and stuff like that yeah yeah um and acting was kind of the same way i was never comfortable improving. like i okay. didn't really couldn't really ever figure it out right so this has really helped me like work on that in a very kind informal of, manner yeah and yeah. so it's really helped because it cool. forces me forces me to think on my feet. Oh, totally, totally. And well, so, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, from I mean, for me with acting, I came in just purely by desire and instinct, and, mm -hmm. and uh, had virtually no technique in the sense that when I started studying, like I didn't study in high school. A lot of people did. They mm -hmm. started in high school, and I, I, 
I, I didn't, and uh, I took a class here, a class there in high school, but then once, it wasn't really until I got to college, and when I got to college, I looked around, and I'm like, God, I'm way behind. Like, everybody else has done high school shows and yeah. this and that, and I remember distinctly being in an acting class watching this girl get up and do a monologue, and I thought it was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And our, our my acting mentor, uh, he just proceeded to break her down. He was just like, yeah, you know, you know, you have technique. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you turn your head this way, you're going to get this response. And you know, yeah. that, you know, and I, and, and it was, technique was foreign to me. I like, I yeah. don't have technique. I'm just all just raw had, instinct. Yeah. And he and broke. Something better. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of in a sense, the, the way, almost like yeah. a Jedi journey, right? It's right. like the idea of like, I came in with raw instinct and I remember watching her and he broke her down to the point of tears oh. and then he was like, okay, now go. And then she did something that was like on another level. Yeah. And I was like, I want technique. I want technique. And then it took a lot of years of training to finally get to the point where I realized, oh, I have technique now. Mm -hmm. And then it was this reverse thing where I was relying on technique and I needed to like then find the balance right. back to, because sometimes, you know, when things aren't going well. Right. As you know, whether you're on stage or you're in film or mm -hmm. it's just an, it's just not your night. Yeah, technique's what you rely upon. Right. You know the, the those 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 things. You rely on the memorization and the yeah the feeling of doing this repetitively. Exactly. And that muscle memory exactly. of just like if all else fails, I can at least I at least know where I'm walking to. Exactly. Those things so. where you say or the quote phoning it in or these these things yeah. that you haven't you know, um, but then you know uh, the, the I guess the perfect instance is that melding of technique and raw right that just kind of it's like a, a, a surfer catching the perfect wave so i think it's like it's got a, you know that balance of like the improv mm -hmm. with the technique yeah um creates something amazing mm -hmm. you know um and i i just started with a new acting coach his name is uh vince pisani okay. he's amazing he's cool. a he's a working atlanta actor oh nice um and he he really helps me get out of the technique yeah. and get more into like eye contact. Let's listen to each other. It's not about verbatim on the page. Right. It's about the feeling of the scene and the message and oh, yeah. stuff well, like exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah. And it, it's really helped. Um, I just did some auditions cool. the other day and I'm like, even if nothing comes of them. Like, I'm really proud of, like, the step forward that I feel like yeah. I've taken with him. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I mean, because, you know, my wife, my wife Kristen's an actress as well, and, and being here in Atlanta, so she's doing self-tapes mm -hmm. constantly. Um, me being here, so then I have to also do self-tapes because we're not, like, in Los Angeles. Right. And so we're constantly, like, acting, you know, rehearsing things and playing things and just kind of enjoying that because so much of it you know this idea uh, unfortunately it just is what it yeah. is but this idea that uh you audition for something and the best person gets the job is oftentimes very false so yeah. all you can really do is just enjoy yeah the doing of it you know right. and uh yeah and that ability to i've always talked to because i used to teach acting uh I taught acting right before Black Lightning. I taught for like about eight years. Oh, okay. Um, where I would teach on a Saturday. So I was still like a working actor. Right. And then I would teach on a Saturday. And, you know, I, I 
I love jazz and and I and, and I love musicians and 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 uh and so I think I liken it to that where you know some of the great jazz musicians like a John Coltrane or these these, mm-hmm. these these musicians like they would practice and practice and practice and practice like right. scales yeah. forever in a day yeah so that that became that became like you can't really riff until you've practiced and practiced yeah. and practiced and practiced and then it just it's unconscious and at some point you have to then trust that the foundation is unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how far I go, everything in me will always get me back to, to, to ground zero. Like right. I will, I will, and I used to tell like certain actors that I taught, I was like, look, you're at a place now in the way that you work and your training that you will never suck. Like if, yeah. this, if, if this is amazing and this is suck and this is like you, you are now where you're never going to suck and you have to trust that. Yeah. And once you let go of that, then now you're going to really be able to go. Now, not every actor is that way. You know, right. you have to work to get that way. But it's just that place of like, if you work the fundamentals 24-7, mm-hmm. then you reach a point where you then have to know, I know the fundamentals. Right. And so now I can actually, now I can really sing mm-hmm. and really go. And the fundamentals will actually take care of me before I even, you know, realize it. I have that even on set at times. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, Pure instincts is what saved me in this moment. Yeah. You know, so. Like, do you go back and watch a take and you're just like, that that uncalculated moment was way more satisfying as a final product than like all these things that I tried and I tried and I tried to do. Yeah. I mean, well, what it is is like, I think over a lot of years of realizing, uh, uh, I'm trying not to try right. as, as hard anymore. Like Because if you try too hard, you get in your head. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to get out. It is. It's hard to get out. And, and I, you you know, you that's where, you know, you're forcing things. And, mm-hmm. and when you're, and, and then, like, surprises don't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've tried to just give myself a lot of grace. Like, do the prep work mm-hmm. and trust that I've done the prep work. And then, right. so when it's time to actually go film... I just, you just got to let it go. And even, yeah. and, and sometimes the hardest thing is you do a good take and, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, that's great. And then you're like, okay, now I got to let, it's hard to let a good take go. Right. You know what I mean? Do you, but are you like, okay, I know that was a good take, but let's just do one for safety. Right. Well, and we, then the safety one, you're just like, oh. Well, cause that's the thing is when you do a good take, when you know it's a good take yeah. and people are saying it's a good take and then they go, okay, let's go again. The, the, the trap but is that I'm all done. you're going to do is try to. Reach Re- the good like take. It. Repeat yeah. the good take. Like, no, because you like, always... Like, that was it. You're going to fall short. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So it's like, you just have to... And I think you have to know yourself. Like, you know, it was interesting. Uh, a, lot, a lot of years ago, I did this movie, and I had a very small part in this movie called uh, Little Black Book. Okay. And it was a very minor minor character. Like, it's all kind of behind the scenes of this, this like, you know, talk show. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, the director in the booth. And... Um, but it had like some really great people. Uh, Kathy Bates was in it, and Holly Hunter was in it. And I was supposed to say, I feel like I know exactly what movie you're talking well, about. Well, yeah, yeah, Brittany Murphy, the late. Br- oh late yeah, Brittany, yeah, yeah. She was in it. But watching um, what was interesting, and I've done a lot of television, which moves a lot faster than oh, film. Yeah. And so here's this film, and I remember watching like Holly Hunter. I'm wa- you know sitting in and in in watching her work in a scene, mm-hmm. and you know they do like take after take after take and so they do the first handful of takes i don't know like five takes or whatever and i'm just like why and i'm why why are we going again like that was great like yeah. let's just move on and then they they do another batch of takes and it'd be like so like the middle another 
five to you know another uh, five to ten takes, and she'd hit another level where you're just like, oh wow, that was amazing. Like I know why we're going again. And then they do another batch of takes, and in that other batch of takes, she would start to deteriorate to a point of like, it would feel self indulgent. Yeah. And I saw this happen like day in and day out, and so like for my like just being able to observe, I was like, oh, so her rhythm is you you know you're never going to use those last takes because they're self-indulgent yeah. the first takes are kind of good but her really great spot is that middle yeah. ground yeah where she hits it and goes to another place and then it's just it's going to be horrible from here and not to say that that's every actor's rhythm because some actors i think knock it out of the park yeah and it, and it doesn't get any better after right. that first couple and then some actors i guess you got to exhaust them until the point where the end is going to be their yeah. good work but for her it was always the middle Interesting. It was really it was really interesting to watch. Interesting. This episode is sponsored by Found Familiar. Found Familiar is a company that not only brings you amazing coffee, but believes in supporting creators. They team up with different artists and cosplayers from around the world to bring you specialty grade coffee that celebrates the creativity sparked by Dungeons and Dragons and other TTRPGs. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide caffeine for your groggy mornings and late night sessions. They believe in using their platform to recognize the people that share those same passions. People that create stories, create characters, and create art. They showcase fantasy artwork and photos on their coffee, and that's why you will never see those pieces anywhere without credit to the creators. So head over to foundfamiliar.com and use code NERDSPRESSO, N-E-R-D-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, for 10% off your coffee order today. This episode is sponsored by Dryad Tea. Dryad Tea was created February 2012 by a tea aficionado who also loves music. The first line of teas was created based on Pandora Celtica's music, characters, and world. Since then, they have created amazing tea blends inspired by music, mythology, literature, and just general geekery. In 2013, they added Dryad Pottery, and Ruby has been creating amazing works of ceramic art to pair with the blends of Dryad Tea. You can join their Tea of the Month Club, get a custom tea blend made, or you can shop the Goblin Market for tea infusers, enamel pins, and music. So head over to dryadtea.com and use code NERDSPRESSO. That's N-E-R-D-S-P-R-E-S-S-O for 10% off your order today. So what, what did you think you would be doing for a living if you, if you weren't going to be an actor? Right. <laughs> no, seriously. No. Well, what did what did other than dreaming about flying and stuff like that? What did what did Little Cress little, think? I mean, it was think funny would be because like Little Cress always wanted to be an actor. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, I always. I think when I was really little, all I knew was I wanted to perform. That's the word I would probably would have said. Yeah. Is like I want to be a performer. I grew up watching like tons of old movies and. Uh, and I loved old comics. So yeah. I liked Jerry Lewis and I loved, yeah. you know, the whole Bob Hope Bing Crosby thing. Mm-hmm. And 
Danny Kay, like these these old black and whites. There, people were like, well, "That's that's how do you, why are you watching these films?" It's like because I just the television was my 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 parent my yeah. babysitter. Um, so I was drawn to comedy more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always wanted to perform. I remember yeah. like being outside with a, and this is I, I was probably like fifth or sixth grade, and I remember like having uh, being outside with a bunch of friends, and 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 I. And they were like, well, what are we going to do? And people were like, kind of, we were all throwing out ideas. They were like, oh, we could go play ball. We could go do this. And then I was like, we could have a singing contest. And I knew in my mind, yeah, I know. I knew yes. as I said it, like I was like, I also knew that's not normal. <laughs> like, I was like, nope, nobody else but wants to do that. Honestly, and this is one of my biggest pieces of advice to anyone that won't wants to, I put air quotes around this, wants to become an actor, mm-hmm. is you literally have to eat, breathe, sleep yeah. this profession oh, yeah. you because have you have to take the rejection. You have to be able to work towards it. And knowing that's what you wanted to do yeah. since you were a wee little, yeah. wee little dude, yeah. then I, I never had anything pro- else. I mean, I, I, so I, I, I mean, and this was like at that time I knew that's what I wanted to do. Then I think somewhere... Maybe a few years later, for some reason, I just thought, like, maybe this is a phase. Like, I think it was, like, me trying to, like, just double-check it. And I was yeah. like, you know, everybody... Because I just... I was also really a really introspective kid and observant kid. And so I recognized the fact that, like, if you if you poll children and you said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, a star or something, a performer of some way... I want to be a rock star. Right. Would, reach, <laughs> would be in their list. Like, Somewhere. they may say, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a baseball player, whatever... But like somewhere in there, like on a regular basis was some kind of performer. So for a second, I was like, maybe this is just a phase. Maybe this is not true. But then probably within a year's time after like trying to search in myself and everything, I was like, no, this is it. This is so by the time I, you know, I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And when, when adults would say, Hey there, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say, I want to be an actor. And before they said anything, I was like, I'm prepared to starve. Yeah. And it was, it was not, there was no other option yeah. for me. Like I was like, and I'm going to do this. There's a difference between wanting to be an actor and wanting to be famous. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate. Like I didn't even know, you know, as a kid, I don't know what my intentions were like right. about that I can't be I, I would love to, to say in an honorable way that I've always just wanted to be an actor I don't know but there's, like as a kid, there's I might always wanted... something twinkly around it right and so it might have <laughs> been about being a star it might have been like I, I know I just really enjoyed mm-hmm. what I was watching and that's what I wanted to do that um I and then like I said I grew, I grew up really kind of really loving the comedians mm-hmm. um Later on in high school, really loving like Michael J. Fox and yeah. and uh, and, I, and I had this weird. I remember in my high school yearbook saying like, "Oh, I wanted to be a cross between like Jerry Lewis, Eddie Murphy," which is like, <laughs> "Where does that come from?" Michael J. Fox. Like, it was this weird mix. It was, but it was all com- comedians. But, um, but then there was a day, uh, this this moment that changed my life where I remember coming home and watching uh, the original Guys and Dolls, the old yeah. with, uh, Brando and yeah. And, um, uh, Frank Sinatra and uh-huh. I loved it I was just like watching the movie and I was like oh man that's so good and then a little while later a short time later I come home and my mother's watching The Godfather uh-huh. and I'd never seen it before and I just walk in and I, I start sit down watching this movie with her and 
it took me a while, but I started, I'm like, there's a guy, that guy, there's something familiar about that guy. And I kept sitting and I kept sitting and it finally dawned on me that that, that was Marlon Brando. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I just saw Marlon Brando singing and dancing in yeah. Guys and Dolls. Yeah. And I'm watching him now do The Godfather and this light went off and I was like, that's what I want. That's the type of actor I want to be. Yeah. You know, and I fortunately went to college and majored in theater and the place where I went, like they taught, they had like a love, it, like if, if anybody came in with this idea of being a star, yep. they beat it right off. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it wasn't, that wasn't their, it was like, no, we do this because we That's love good. it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you had to learn everything. You had to paint sets, you had to learn how to stage manage mm-hmm. and, and design lights and run lights and like you had to, you know, all of it. And so the people who just wanted to be stars probably just kind of left. Yeah. Um, and thankfully I got there and, and, and it just opened my eyes to like, what this this really means and yeah the love of it and the like to to purely respect it the honor of yeah. it you know um doing shows doing a, a two o'clock matinee and going wait no 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 we can't you can't party all night because the audience is, that's coming into two o'clock matinee deserves yeah. the same show as the person yeah. who came to a night show so you yeah. can't like all these things that just made me who i am like happened then so my <laughs> You're either going to hate this story or you're going to love this story. So my first musical that I did in college um, was before I was 21. Okay. Um, and my first time getting like shwasty face drunk was oh. on a Saturday night yeah. of performance weekend. No, no, you, and I yeah, went yeah. to the Sunday show oh, totally no. hungover. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> Pretty sure I threw up on the side of the road on the way to the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was awful because I had to sing and I had to dance and it was a lesson of this sucks. Yeah. And I would rather be able to do my performance at a hundred percent than than this. Than yeah, this. Yeah. Well, this you is, have to learn those. You know, yeah. I had to learn it. But by, it's college. Yeah, yeah. You have to learn it before you realize <laughs> yeah. that this is not the way to go. You know, because I've had those experiences. Yeah. Like I was doing hair of the musical. Oh, you did hair. Yeah, I did hair of the musical, <laughs> and it was like, and oddly enough, my first time ever trying marijuana was while we were doing hair of the musical, and I tried it like the Saturday night because in my college we always. Uh, our our last show was always the Sunday matinee, right? And then we immediately went into strike. Yeah. So Saturday night was pretty much like you do that Saturday night show, and then the rap party would pretty much be that Saturday night, right? But then yet you still had the the, right. the yeah, show yeah, yeah. to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was drinking, and I was like, you know, and for the first time I ever tried marijuana, and then the party got broken up early, and I go home and I sleep, and and it wasn't until I remember like. Uh, we had a, a caboose that was like that was like you know stage center and and my first entrance during Aquarius was coming out yeah. of the middle of the caboose and it wasn't until my first entrance that like as I come out of these love beads and the lights hit me that I was like oh I think I'm still tipsy as I do the <laughs> oh, show you know and yeah. but you won't you don't you don't know yeah. until you know you have those experiences and. I, 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 I did a show <laughs> called uh, Fate of a Cockroach. Okay. In, in college. It, yeah. It was a three act, I think it was a West African play. It was okay. a long play. It was so long that, that, that us as actors were begging for our director to cut our lines. Like, that's oh how long gosh. this play was. 
And she thought it was just like Shakespeare. She was oh, like, no, you, okay. you value everything. We're not cutting anything. <laughs> and we had, I remember the day that we had two shows. I think we had a Saturday matinee and a Saturday two night Two shows in one day of yeah. that? Oh, man. And we did our, our afternoon show, and then we went to lunch. And before, when we came back, somebody had a bag of, like, chocolate-covered express beans. Espresso beans. And I had never had any of those before. Yeah. I think it was probably before I started drinking coffee. And we, I just started popping them and just popping them. Because you don't them. think about it. No, I wasn't thinking about it. Popping them, popping them, popping them. And then my first entrance started from the basement, you know, of yeah. the theater. And I remember just, like, coming out and I was just so caffeinated. It was the best <laughs> show ever because I delivered those lines lickety split. I was just like... Okay. Was it your best show or was it the best show? I thought it was the... I think universally we thought it was the best show just okay. because we all wanted this over with. Yeah. <laughs> we just like, but that was fast. But you're so like, therefore it was my good. performance was on par. It was... I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it again because the come down was really hard and I was just, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, I'm really crash. under the... Like, that was a lot of... Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of caffeine because I didn't realize I was just popping them, just yeah. like oh, like it was tasty. oh yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until we started to go that I was just like, oh my god, I'm speaking like 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 lightning. <laughs> it's just, what is what is going on? Oh man. But that... yeah, you have to like you know you got to have those experiences, and especially you, you have to like yeah. make the mistakes right. before you learn and go. This is probably not the best way to do this. Yeah. So. So are you a, like, if your character has to be drunk or, like, yeah. intoxicated or something, are <laughs> you just like, like you know what, I'll just figure it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am now. A- I mean, I've done those things again in college with those things when you're young and going, okay, my character has to be drunk. And, like, I would do them, I guess I'd still, I would do them in a safe way. So when you're mm-hmm. in a play, right, you know, and you knew, like, oh, I have this drunk scene or whatever then I, I've done those, you know, those things where you, you get drunk and try to, like, maybe write down the sensations and all these different, you know, yeah. like, try to just take it and soak it in. I, I was the that person is like, my character has to be drunk, so I'm going to get drunk right before the show. Yeah. That's, that's dangerous. That was right. just not. But I am the person who's like, okay, let me have the experience and record it for later. That's interesting that you approach it from that way. Yeah. Where you're like, I'll just, like be drunk and then just yeah like you said experience what my character would experience right but i'm but you're not on stage doing no it. that's oh my goodness that's yeah if that's dangerous i don't does that ever go well for anybody i don't think so yeah i don't think so i so, think that's just called alcoholism i think that's yeah <laughs> it's just an excuse to drink. it is it is yeah yeah no so i i, I never like i i recognize the the parameters but i always liked working outside the box as well like just yeah. trying things you know, my first Shakespeare, because we were earlier we were yeah. talking about Shakespeare, and my first, like, Shakespeare play, mm-hmm. um, not just, like, studying, but, like, was, uh, I did Othello, and, um, but actually, no, before the play, when I was in class, um, working on, on, uh, might have been working on Othello, and I just, um, I don't know, for some reason, the dialogue just felt, I felt stiff. Yeah. And... And I just tried this because I was like, this kind of makes sense. Is like, again, I'm a jazz fan, and so I would play uh, like loudly, uh, just some instrumental improvisational jazz. Okay. And and then as it was playing, it was saying my lines and almost just trying to break out of this rigidity mm-hmm. um, of like going like I'm gonna you know vocally kind of play with these lines with the notes of this this to try to break. So I yeah. always try these exp- just 
experimental things. Nobody kind of writes in a book to say, let me see if this works. Helps you get out of that funk. Yeah, yeah. Because I would try, you know, wild things. I was always known, especially when I was in school, known for trying um, uh, different things to prepare for a show. Yeah. Um, and the thing was is that, like, nothing would ever work twice. Yeah. They would all work once, but then I was like, okay, and when I try it the next day, it would just be kind of like, this is stale. Yeah. And I need something else. So, yeah. Um, I did a play called Extremities, which they made a movie out of it. And it's all about, it's the same as the movie where mm -hmm. it's just this, this woman who has two female roommates and she, she, um, her two female roommates go off to work that morning and she's left at home by herself. And then she, this, this guy comes to the door who just kind of talks to her, like as if he knows her and, and as if he knows somebody else. And like, he basically slowly manipulates his way into the house yeah. and then attempts to rape her. Oh, she gets the better uh, upper hand and like locks him in a fireplace, and and then she, he's trying to like manipulate his way out of it, um, and she decides he it backfires on him because he's trying to convince her like you know he doesn't rape her like he she gets yeah. the upper hand before so yeah he's like you know are you gonna call the cops what are they gonna I'll lie and say this like you have nothing like yeah there's no so she decides I'm gonna kill you and bury you in the backyard. And like you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you do. <laughs> and and then her two roommates come home and there's this kind of weird thing that's going on where they're trying to like, you know, he's trying to manipulate the roommates and they're like, she's crazy. Like, I just came here, my truck broke down. I just came here to get use the phone. Like all this weird stuff happens. Yeah. And so I was playing this character and like, you know, I had different nights preparing where like one night I sat in my dressing room and I, I kinda of laid on a couch. And like the character, I talk to myself as if I was talking to a therapist. Yeah. Like as if like, okay, you do this. You rape and da da da, da. Let's talk about like it. Like you're trying to justify it? Not yeah, justify it, just but... kind of get in his head. Because yeah. I had studied, I had done psychological studies on rapists and all these different things. And that really worked that night. Like I had a great show. And then the next night, it, I tried to do that. And I'm like, no, this doesn't work. So I did something really unorthodox that next night. And we were on a college campus. And I had plenty of time. So I started walking around the campus and I didn't touch anybody, but just walking around, like looking at different women and going, that's a good mark because I think I can overpower her. That's a good mark, but that's not a good mark because she's got people around her or that person. Like almost like sizing up yeah. different people to go, why would that person be easy to rape as opposed to this person? And then I had a good show that night. But then, of course, that's not going to work the next night. Like I was always kind the of like... <laughs> the things we do as actors. <laughs> right? I know. Right? Well, cause it's all about the performance. Right. So, but um, I my my last episode we kind of talked a little bit about method acting and yeah. how most method acting is typically super unsafe for <laughs> not only the actor doing it yeah, but the yeah. people around them. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, it's when you're like, yeah, walking around campus just like sizing up people, but but like, in the safety you're, exactly, right. you're in the safety of your own head essentially yes, I'm, not you're gonna, not I'm not going to act on it you're not no, gonna at all. you're not like, just like never... approaching people trying to like hone exactly. in your performance on no no just no because I, trying to sweet talk them into exactly i mean i'm like, not a pseudo I'm, i i don't like i've studied fortunately a lot of different styles of acting and mm -hmm. method was i kind of the the there are people who are very like stout stout disciples of the method mm -hmm. and i was really lucky that i didn't meet one of those teachers until like the end near the end of my college career. Mm -hmm. So I had already kind of built up uh, a lot of other things and, yeah. and a confidence in myself. Um, I mean, this teacher was just like, the method is the only way. 
Like she, these, oh. uh, these are her quotes. Like it's like the only way. The method oh. always works. Oh. Uh, if it doesn't work, you're doing it wrong. Oh no. Um, if you're not using it, you're just faking. Like other people who don't use it are just faking. Like these are the things that were coming out of her mouth. And I was like, again, I was, I had been around enough and had a lot of yeah. different teachers to just go like, okay, <laughs> I believe in a bag of tricks. Like I right. believe in like you grab as much as you can mm -hmm. because in any given moment, not everything works. Right. right. So I believe the method is valid, but it's not the only way. Right. And I even fooled her at times. I remember doing like, you know, doing a, a scene and she was like raving about it. And she's like, oh, you were using this, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Not using it Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. Not using it Whatever. at all. Whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, you, you, I also, I just believe, because I actually really have a hard time with a lot of actors. There are actors in Hollywood who get... You know, because the performance that's on camera or that's we see on film is uh, deemed a good performance. They're like their self-indulgent, yeah. dangerous behavior yes. is allowed. Yeah. You know, and encouraged. And I just like it it's doesn't have to be that way. Because you're you're putting yourself and other people at risk. Yeah. And th there are other ways to achieve, like other people. I understand that like creatives, sometimes you have your specific way of doing it because you know how your brain works. Yeah. But like you said, you pull from everywhere. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, like you said, studying method, but also having other resources to pull from. Yeah. Because you can achieve the same level of performance. Exactly. Yeah. From those aspects as well, if you work for it. Yes. Yeah. The same way you would work doing your method. Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, it's totally fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, it'll, you know, that's what happens when eventually. we're, yeah, when we're in a house. Yeah, it'll so, hit the machine in a minute. I think it's there. It did. It's totally fine. You know, um, it's yeah. atmosphere. Well, I just think, you know, and I think a lot of times so, when people do those self-indulgent things that are dangerous, I'm like, I just like that's not acting. Can we? Can you go study, please? Like, right? Can like, we do that? Don't that's not... mail dead things to your castmates right. in the mail. You know, don't punch someone in, in you know. Uh, on purpose because you yeah. think that's what you need. It's like like no. in the moment when it's not prepped. Like, right. don't just like feel like you need to just start a fight on set exactly. to reach a exactly. place. Yeah, um, I, I'm not a fan of those things. And, and, and we also kind of talked about like doing your own stunts and <laughs> like to the point of if you get seriously hurt or die, like people are out of jobs. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, some what? of that's a misnomer, you know. I mean, a lot of times when you, I mean, now that I've been doing Black Lightning for a lot of years and kind of being mm -hmm. around the stunt community, um, I mean, because I see it's it's a, it's it, in some ways it's actually a pretty small community. Yeah. And you know, I've seen uh, people that come work with us on Black Lightning, and then I'm off watching a big Marvel movie or whatever, and I'm like, oh hey, that's yeah. kind of awesome. It's really cool to like see people you know. Yeah. On right? like and other projects, and you're like. And you realize if you that a lot of this whole like oh so and so does his own stunts, when you really you're like it's not quite true. Um, yeah. That that they're kind of like they're just lying honestly. Yeah. And 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 I feel sorry for the stunt community because there are a lot of people who are like who like, right. wait I I know there's like three people who doubled that guy. And right. He's saying he did yeah. his own stunts. And that brings up the subject of like. Stunts is not a category that's recognized at the Oscars. No, I know, which is and ridiculous. And it's horrible because it's what would your project be 
without stunts. It would oh it'd, it'd be, be horrible. It'd be pretty boring. I mean I, I'm like, you know, almost fifty. I have bad knees. Uh, and and my, my stunt double is an amazing guy who's like he's not only has he studied martial arts like pretty much most of his life, he even like taught it at, for a period wow. of times. Uh, and he's just amazing and Eric I, is I, so cool he is and he's such a he's like you know the nicest person in the world yeah. and I told him I said no dude I, I don't have an ego like you go for you it you go do it <laughs> and I'm gonna always yeah. give you credit yeah because I'm like this is make-believe like let's not you know let's people this is entertainment this is make-believe I'm yeah. not gonna try to create this persona that it's not yeah and, and the thing is is like because I've been on set and it's not even a matter of like uh me insisting that uh, I do my own stunts. Like, I remember, this is like episode one, I always tell this story about, like, this is proof of what really happens. Uh-huh. And it is like, there was just a simple moment where, in the very first episode, where I was supposed to, like, like you know, electrocute an, uh, an electric panel at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was, and they had it rigged to, like, you know, safely Spark and explode. do. And... and so they were like, okay, we're going to do this right now. And they were like, okay, so if we have Crest do this, like, how close can he be? And I didn't say, I'm just listening to them talk. And they're like, well, oh, if you want, you want Crest in this shot? Well, he has to stand. It was like clear. They were like, he's got to stand way back here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And the director's like, okay, well, wait. If we, and, and I guess that was too far that, he, you know, uh, he was like, so what if Eric does it? And they're like, oh, if Eric does it, he can stand right up there. Yeah. And the difference is like, he wasn't wearing any more safety equipment than I was. He wasn't like trained in any, uh, any it wasn't even about a matter of training. Yeah. It was, the sparks were going to be the same. He didn't have any equipment or anything that was going to protect him more. It was simply like, they were like, if he gets hurt, everything shuts down. If he gets yeah. hurt, it sucks. We don't want him to get hurt. Right. But we just keep going. Right. Right. And that's what, that's the reality. So this mm-hmm. idea when people say like, oh, so-and-so did all their own stunts. I like, oh, yeah, that's a lie <laughs> because yeah. they wouldn't let you do that. Right. Because again, it's a liability it is. because if you get seriously hurt or die, everything shuts then down. everything shuts down. Like not only do people lose money, but people lose their jobs right. that they're banking on for that certain amount of time right. because this industry is so like inconsistent. Right. And you never know when the next project is going to come along. Or even if you have something lined up, it could fall through. Oh, totally. And so you always have to prepare for the worst, essentially. Yeah. Um, And so, so, yeah. When when it comes to stunts, too, it's Don't put your ego before... There's so many uh, aspects of a stunt. So, I mean, I guess they're kind of... When people say, oh, I did my own stunts, they're telling a bit of a... uh, it's a half truth. Like, right. They probably did some aspects of it mm-hmm. under you know real safe circumstances. Like you know I I like, jumped off a building and, yeah. and and that was a lot of fun. But it was also <laughs> like you know weeks and weeks of wire work and mm-hmm. training in a warehouse. Yeah. And jumping off of large platforms and all that. So to it's making like making sure you're not yeah, gonna exactly. Just... And so the jumping off of the building part, like I literally that was all me, a hundred percent. But then when it when it came into this like fancy, you know really cool martial arts kick that's eric yeah. <laughs> and then when it comes to like okay now it's this punch or that, then that, that might be me yeah and then it comes depending to on how this. close to they have to be to your face exactly so, so. It's, a, it's always a mixture of of both yeah but i think you know when people they don't kind of they don't really reveal that they don't say yeah i did some of my own stunts and i have a, a really good stunt double they just say oh i did all my own stunts because it's an ego thing it is and it's, and like, it's come like come on, come on. Put your ego aside. Right. Like, it's a 
it is a collaborative community. It is. You have to have these people to right. for your project to go through. There is exactly. no room for ego here. Exactly. I mean, when we're doing theater. We're not claiming like, yeah, I, I, you know, you're doing if you're on stage, like, yeah, I was doing Hamlet, and I also lit myself as well. And, yep. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I sewed my own costumes. And, like, it's not yeah. true. We know it's yeah. a collaborative thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, acknowledge, give people their due. Yeah. And let's let's acknowledge the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make sure that everybody in the community gets their their due mm-hmm. credit. The background extras are just as important as the director. When people go to the movies or they watch you on television, like there there is a part of their brain that they hopefully, because if it's not, they have to go see somebody that they know that it's not real. They know it's not true. They know that they're watching something that's been created. It's make believe. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who think that it's one hundred percent real have to need to go see somebody. Yeah. So (laughs) let's just acknowledge it. So, what is the story, as we're talking about stunts, what's the story behind your face becoming a legit mask for Eric to wear? <laughs> yeah. Because that's... That's really awesome. That got passed around the crisis yeah. thing. Yeah, that's another thing like, that nobody else had. Nobody yeah. else had. Because, and so, it's so freaky. It is really weird. Yeah, I mean... Because it's... It's me without any emotion. Yeah, and it's so lifelike yeah but it's only like the front half of your face yes yeah it, it was um our, our stunt guy our stunt coordinator i think brought it up at the very end of season two mm-hmm. uh last year that they they do this yeah you know um he brought it up he was just talking about certain things that, again i that i wasn't aware of like apparently like you know on high budget things like marvel movies and uh-huh. things like that where they have the the on movies you basically the... where they have the budget they like i've do... seen the one of zoe saldana of oh, like, they have a mask? Like, of or... like her half Gamora face, and it's Oh, really, I didn't know they had yeah, that. It's like really unsettling. Well, they, apparently too, <laughs> if you ever see like a stunt person with a lot of dots on their face, like uh-huh. they can actually face replace. Right. So, but that's my, like, that's, that's really my question. that's expensive. Exactly. Is it, yeah. is this like the cheaper and probably more it effective? It is a cheaper version. Because um, I, I feel like yeah. that looks like you, I, especially I from is. far away. Yeah. Yeah. For for what Eric has to use it for. Oh, for sure. Then it's definitely the to... cheaper version. Right? Yeah. And, and but it is more effective. I mean, they he you know he talked about the face replacement and he's yeah. like they do that on like a lot of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and all these different things and he's like you know we can't afford that. He's like oh but they can make a mask. Yeah. And I was like really and I'm just and I just said yeah that would be awesome. And I didn't even push it. I was just like, yeah, that would be awesome. And the next thing I know, while we're making a new suit, There's they're like, yeah, we're doing a mask. And you when I first time I saw it, it was like the weirdest thing because it was, it was in a box oh. and it was covered in plastic. So it was like seeing myself being like my head in a box. Displayed. Like, like being suffocated, Ew. basically. I was like, this is, I don't, this it took a weird. while to get used yeah. to it. Um, but then when we went to the crisis, like nobody else has that. Yeah. Like they didn't have that technology <laughs> or whatever. Well, um, but Grant Grant's head is like half covered. So mo- yeah, that's so a thing. it's that- easy to yeah. essentially switch him out. Exactly, um, exactly, because he's got like yeah. the, pretty much just, yeah half of exactly half of his head. You is just covered. have to get someone with the same chin. Exactly. As him. Yeah. So <laughs> with me and Eric, you know, because the goggles are the only thing that are kind of covering the face. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I mean, honestly, because it's everyone just loves them, it because it just makes life so much easier. I'm just like, dude, you. You do it. Yeah. Because it also, the thing is, like on a television show, on an action television show, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're doing 
so many episodes and the yeah. train is just there's always a new fight to learn there's right. always new stunts right and but this but you're still going it's like when we did the pilot the first episode you know we had weeks to rehearse uh-huh and um and you knew exactly what fights were gonna it happen we yeah had weeks to rehearse them you knew exactly what stunts were gonna happen we had weeks to rehearse them um and that's all we were doing yeah you know, but then once you now you're in production and like me as like the lead actor, I'm like twenty two episodes. You know, it's just you don't have yeah. time to literally learn every single fight while you're still filming. Right. You don't have days off. You don't have all these other exactly. Things. And so, so while you're doing regular Jefferson stuff yeah. or non-action yeah. Black Lightning stuff, yeah. Eric can be off learning those fights. Yeah. And honing it in and yeah. making it and getting it ready. Right. Exactly. And then the mask allows it to look like. 100 percent, and yeah. so there's very little i have to do and i'm like all i care about is the end result right. i just want it to look good mm-hmm. you know and, and and stunt people also love doing it like he loves oh, yeah. doing it he loves things he loves falling he loves <laughs> i i worked on a short film that i did and we had this action sequence and it's right in front of a huge staircase and my stunt guy opposite me was like you realize that, like I brought my stuff and I have to fall down this flight of stairs, right? <laughs> and I was like, go for it. If that's what you want to do, right? we can make it work. He wants go to do for it. it. Like he literally wanted to throw himself down yeah. these marble stairs yeah. and he was padded up and everything. Right, right, right. right. And, like totally safe. Yeah. But it, it was like the fact that he was just so like, Ashley, like I have, I have to throw myself down these stairs. Like, this is a prime opportunity. <laughs> right. Yeah, they get excited for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I love it because, like, I mean, Eric is, like, a good friend now. And, you know, when I'm off filming, he is in, you know, on the other side of the building um, rehearsing, 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 yeah. rehearsing. And so for him to be rehearsing a fight and all this stuff, all this time, and then we get to filming, and then he doesn't get to do it? Like, yeah. that's not, that's, the, he doesn't get to, like, actually do all these things he's rehearsed and played at? Like, yeah. No, like. You get to do that. You get to enjoy yourself. And I get to relax. Yeah, right? I get to just like chill and just watch the magic happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Come in and fill in the pieces. (laughs) Um, But I love that you have like your team of like Eric, who's... He, he's the other side of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have like Dustin and Chris. Yes, and yeah. they're kind of, they're your superhero bodyguards. Totally. And you've all just kind of become, and even like a Eric, yeah. Eric and Chris and Dustin have all also become friends and yeah. everyone is close and oh, your little team is just, y'all are all well, friends it, now. It's not even just like the, for us, it's not just like both Eric and Dustin and Chris. It's like, you know, it's not just we're a team and like, yeah, we all have our jobs, mm-hmm. but it's also that part of our jobs is being friends. Yeah. Part of our jobs is like... You have to put up with each other. Keeping... For yeah. Possibly 14 hours a day. Like, on some level, <laughs> we're all like, like there's different level of nerd. Yes. You know, but we're all nerds. Yes. And, and to a certain degree, like I'd have to be honest, like, like Dustin's like the upper level nerd. Uh, like he's, I'm like, yeah. dude, like if there's a, I remember the other day we were talking about something... Like, uh, oh, somebody made me like a little 3D, um, they had a 3D printer and they made a 3D Baby Yoda for me. <gasps> and uh, he's like, do you want one? I'm like, oh my God, yeah. And as I was walking, Dustin like jokingly was just like, nerd. And I was like, wait a minute. I go, dude, <laughs> yeah. there's like a nerd punch card. What? <laughs> like, His yours is, is awful. Right? <laughs> no, like, and when Dustin and I started dating, I was like, I like comics. 
and Star Wars and stuff. And he was all like, I LARP and I cosplay yes. and I play yes. Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, you're a nerd. He's a, yes, he's another level. But, but he's also kind of like brought me like into that. Like the LARPing, I haven't. I haven't LARPed yet. I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah. But everything else, he's just brought yeah. me into the. <laughs> well, what's, that's what's really great. It's a, like a great thing. It's like a, we're all. All of us are nerdy on some level. And so I, I can only speak, you know, for me, it's like being uh, in these long hours mm-hmm. of, of, of being on set. Like it's, I value the fact that there's Dustin and there's Chris and there's Eric and we can sit and talk yeah. about things. Yeah. You know, like, oh, dude, did you see Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You haven't seen this. You need to check this out. You know, and, yeah. and we like convene on, you know, me and Dustin talking D&D and like, all these different things um because it's like we become more than just like a team it's like yeah. this is, we're friends that You're also kind of helps the job family too exactly. especially when we went to vancouver it's like we yeah. just you know we all of us were there the, f- the because, four of you just literally picked up and went it, to canada and, and we could all talk to each other and like they they have carpet in their tents <laughs> and things like that you know that we're like oh my god this is so cool this is so like, cool so but okay as a huge comic book nerd mm-hmm. What was it, how how amazing was it to finally get to be a part of something that big? And basically yeah. get to form the Justice League. Yeah, that was the for thing. For small screen. That was pretty awesome. I mean, the thing was, is like, I, because we were filming, you know, and, and Black Lightning gave me a few days off to fly off to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I fly out to Vancouver, I do the thing, and then come back and immediately go to work. Yeah. So I was kind of in a space where I was like, okay, I'm not going to read. Like, I did not read what I had to do with the crossover until I was on the plane going to Vancouver. Really? So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, now I'm actually going. Yeah. And I start reading. Because you then, didn't, because you knew as soon as you read it, you that's all you were going to be able to think about. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm, and it's also, it's kind of the way my mind, I choose to work. Yeah. Like, in every aspect. Like, even when it's time to memorize uh, for, for film. Like, I memorize the night before what I have to do that day. I do that day and it was not until I go home that then I go I throw away what I did that day and then I'm like no, I'm gonna memorize what I need to do tomorrow like that's the rhythm so it was kind of like my rhythm of like when I get on the plane to go to Vancouver now that I'm crossover yeah so now I will read the crossover and focus how hard on that. Did you, how hard did you nerd out when I saw the whole <laughs> Justice League thing I was just like the table and the, I was like and I read that I was like and then the gleek at the end I was just yeah. like Really? I get to be Are a part gonna, of this. Really? And I think at that point I had seen already, I was fully caught up and I had seen um, all the Young Justice as well. Yeah. So I was I was really excited and like that was really moving just, there were a couple things I was really excited about. I yeah. wanted to do the scene with Grant uh, in the Y'all library. Y'all were so good. Because it was just, it was a moment where we get to humanity steps yeah. in. It's not like It was action, so good. You know. It was one of the highlights of the crossover. Yeah, it was so much fun. And and that was like... So that... It was interesting. That was the actor in me. Like, that was yeah. the actor reading that scene going, this is going to be fun. Because this is like one of those moments where you get to act. Yeah. And and then when I when we started to film it, and, and me and Grant were talking, and he's a theater kid. Yep. And he... Uh, for being so young, he's also he's a perfectionist, and like there's a lot of things that we had in common. So mm-hmm. doing the scene was so much fun yeah. and also so effortless and fast. 
because I felt like we were both doing our thing. We also had a director who was just like, if he got what he wanted, he was cool to move on. He wasn't like, cool. let's do a lot of takes. Yeah. So it was it was this thing that was like, boom, it was over. Oh my God, that was so much fun. And then yeah. the geek in me was excited about the last day because I wanted to see the table yeah. and I wanted to do the whole table and sitting and all that stuff. And those are just like, those are awesome moments, you know. I, I, I'm hoping, I can't wait. I'm hoping that we, you know, we have that that the whole Justice League. I hope that's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So, because hopefully you get to, it, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably Dustin. It's actually. probably Dustin. Yeah. Up there preparing pork chops and stuff. Oh, right. Um, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. He's probably doing um, But you know, are are you hoping that you get to move Jefferson into more of that? Je- I, I call it the Justice League dad role. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's essentially kind of takes over for Batman as leader, kind yeah. of. Um, yeah. And I, just kind of... I hope so, because, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, that's what happened in Young Justice. Like, he mm-hmm. takes over um, and was totally surprising. Like it, it, He's you see so it paternal with everybody. Right, and you go, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, but if you look at our, uh, the the... The DC television yeah. live action universe, it makes sense as well. Yeah, like, I'm the oldest out of all of them, so yeah. feasibly and, I've been doing it. And Jefferson has been yeah. a superhero longer, longer than, than everyone. Exactly. So it, it makes sense both animated and live action. It would yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. So what did did you have to? How, what did you do to prepare when you when you got cast as Black Lightning? Like, yeah. What did you do to prepare? Um, did you go straight to the comics and just kind of dive head first or did you kind of already have like a like yeah, background knowledge of I did a little I mean fortunately like so there's a couple of things I guess fortunately I since um, probably when I, when I was 40 I got into really really working out so mm-hmm. that part of my life uh, is already like ingrained like I just yeah. I you know I, I just I, I work out like Back then, I used to work out at least like two hours a day, and that was when I used to go to the gym. Like I could yeah. physically get up and go to the gym. It really wound up being like about two and a half hours. And then, um, you know, as my family increased and I got married, I was just like, I need to make a home gym because I don't yeah. like to have to physically leave you, right? Leave the family like five days a week for for two and a half hours. Yeah. So I was like, let me create a home gym. So I've had a home gym like even before Black Lightning was was. Uh, I think. thing yeah and I would always work out there and um, so that was already in me and I just kind of it just added motivation yeah um, and then I did I, do- I dove into all the comics like every because I, I honestly I wasn't aware of Black Lightning I hadn't read any Black Lightning comics okay um, so they made them all available to me and I read all the comics and and honestly our first the first thing was the script like the, yeah. the very first episode of Black Lightning the, the pilot script like made the hair my neck stand on and just because it felt so real mm-hmm. and it also like I thought I was just gonna read and be like yeah I can't wait I want to play this superhero like this is yeah. cool but then when I read it it felt so real and Jefferson mm-hmm. like I connected with him on another level I was about to ask like what your connection level yeah. with Jefferson it was is. just because it, it's just you know family we have the family thing. Right. And family is very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I wouldn't have taken Black Lightning if the whole family wasn't like, okay, we're all going to move to Atlanta. Like, yeah. I don't like being away from my, like, I don't like being away from my family, like, 
ever. Right. You know? Um, and so that's very important to me. And I could identify from that point. You know, education, he was a teacher and education seems very important to him. It was always very important to me to to go to college. Like even though yeah. as a child I knew that I wanted to be an actor, but I also knew I want to go to college. Right. I want to finish college. I, I want to, this is the route that I want. And education is paramount. And I was, like I taught acting for eight years, like training and it, whatever craft, whatever thing you're yeah. doing, to me, training is imperative. And so we, we connected in that, in that front. And like, it just, when I read it, I just, it was just something about, I, it was interesting. Like I, I thought I was going to be all about the superhero, but when I read it, I was like, I understand Jefferson as a person instantly yeah and i'm gonna have to now do work to understand black lightning where yeah. i thought it'd be the other way around it was like no i understand Je- jefferson is just in me now i gotta figure out the black lightning you're gonna have part to figure out how to be a superhero right you know that extra <laughs> part of it is almost yeah. like the soundtrack in your head it's right like, dude kicking butt da, 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 you know we all want to be a superhero uh, until we have to play a superhero exactly. on tv and then you don't know what to do, you don't know what to do. <laughs> but when i read that first script i mean it was like i i remember finishing reading it and i gave it to my wife i'm like you have to read this and she read it, and she was like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, right? Like, she didn't think she understood it as well. I was like, yeah. And I didn't want to admit it, like, but it was kind of like this thing. Honestly, when I first read it, I was like, I think this, I think this is mine. This was like, and this is just yeah. reading it to then prepare to audition. Oh, but really? At, yeah, it wasn't like I got this job. It was just like, I read the script, like, hey, you have an audition. Read the script. Okay. I read the script, and I was kind of like, I didn't want to admit it, because you have, as actors, you have those moments where you're like, oh, this is my job, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. You know, and so I was just hesitant to like admit it, but I was like, I, I think I'm supposed to do this. And I, yeah. and, I and I couldn't think of anybody, uh, and it's not an ego, ego thing, but I just couldn't think of anybody else who could do it. I can't think of anybody you else know? I would have, I would want I mean, to I could think of character. people, I had thought of actors who, because of the Hollywood system, who was yeah. like, oh man, they probably going to get this person. But if I was looking at it just from an artist standpoint going, who should do this? I was like, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah. But in my mind, I kept thinking like, no, they have, they have somebody, they have some star waiting in the wings to take this role. Um, But, you know, it just felt right. You know, even down when I had the, my, my very first audition, it was, uh, I had the audition and later on that day, um, my oldest daughter was in a choir concert. Yeah. And it was clear across town. Like, I was oh. all the way on the other side of town. Um, and this was, like, in L.A. I was on my motorcycle, you know. And I remember going into the audition. And I went into the, the audition room. And I forgot to sign in. Like, I just, I, oh. I got there. And I just immediately started running lines. And then I realized, oh, crap, I forgot to sign in. And all these other actors had signed in ahead of me. And I'm already going, I got to get out of here because I got to get to this yeah. choir concert, right? And just, I just say it's, like, nothing but God all completely out of order they just call out crest i'm like wait really what already and and i was like and i looked to the other actors i'm like hey like i i do have to go but can i go is this is this yeah. okay and they're like yeah cool and i go into the audition room and they're like hey and i'm like yeah thank you so much because my daughter's in this choir concert and i gotta get to this choir concert and they're like well let's get you to this choir concert and i did the audition i i felt good and i left but it was so that's it was very much a Jefferson. I was about thing. to say, like, like Jefferson <laughs> would be doing something. Going, this, I gotta go. You'd to, be I gotta, like, I gotta go be Black Lightning, but I also have to go like D 
deal with my family. Right, like. <laughs> exactly. And I remember, like, I rode all the way home, and I actually, and I, and to the point where I was like, I'll meet you at the school. Yeah. And I rode my motorcycle up to the school, and I made it. I was totally on time. But it was like, you know, like, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'll get in the car with everybody. I'm like, yep. you guys go. I'll meet, meet you, you there. there. Yeah. I got there, saw the concert and everything, and then, like, and, and then I rode my, you know, back home. But it was like, even my life was playing out. Like, what yeah. if life plays out to me? So did you... Did you immediately, when you read the script, did yeah. you say, this is me? I like, did. I just, I felt like this. Because there, I, those, those certain comic book characters that you find that you, you're like, I feel like I'm reading about me. Yeah. And for me, yeah. that's reading Batgirl comics is I've just like, I read Barbara stuff and I'm just like, that's like they wrote about me. Like, right. this is so weird. Yeah. Like, she's so much like me. Yeah. And that's one reason why I love dressing up as her. Right. Right. And. You know, I want to play. <laughs> I, that would, that's my dream. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Is yeah. to be Batgirl on screen at totally. some point ever. Well, um, that's, a, that's the toughest thing is because I've had those moments, like, I guess it's, it's tough as an actor. I've had those moments, you know, where uh, you read something and you immediately identify with it. And, and I've had those moments where I've read something and said, I'm getting this. Yeah. Like, almost in this... And you you immediately way. get attached to it yeah. because you love it so much and you identify with it right. so hard. And I so and I've had those moments where I've had that connection and had this sense of confidence of like mm-hmm. this is my role, and it happens like it becomes yeah. my role. But I've also had those where I feel just as strong. Yeah. And it and it doesn't, and somebody else gets it. Yeah. And you know, and so it's always hard. I mean, literally just like, I think a couple of weeks ago, something that I read, I auditioned for like months ago that I just thought, this is my role. And it was like, like either last week or the week before finding out that was somebody else. Yeah. And not only, but like somebody, I'm like, I got to be honest. I'm like, oh my God, they're totally wrong for this role. They're not even right for it. But so when you encounter those moments and you're like, ah, this is me. I know this inside and out. It's hard because you're like, this could happen or it could not happen. And, and I really want it. And I really want it. And <laughs> it's painful when it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. So. so, Chris, did you ever think you would be playing a superhero for your job? I did. I, I, <laughs> no, honestly, I did. It was, it, it, I kind of went out of the, in and out of this. It's a good segue because, like, I, it's something I always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, especially once, like, they started making so many television shows and movies right. and things. I was like, I want to do this. I, I want to do this really badly. Uh, I thought it was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 6'5". Yeah. And, you know, Are you really that tall? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, well, yeah. obviously you're so tall. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Com- you know, I'm 6'5". Like, you're I'm, almost a whole foot taller than me. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm built really, I got like broad shoulders. I remember somebody. You I are had, built like a superhero. Right. When they, when they cast me though, the, the, uh, the costume designer, she was like, oh my God. Like, she's like, usually we have to try to make somebody shorter, look bigger and taller. Yeah. Whatever. She's like, you are built like a superhero. Like, so I did kind of think that this was going to happen, but then I've had a lot of like misses, you yeah. know, and like the most recent one before Black Lightning was actually Luke Cage, where oh. I, I had a, um, uh, I, I, a friend of mine had made me aware of Luke Cage that it was coming yeah. eventually. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to play this. Yeah. And a friend of mine who was, he actually was writing for Jessica Jones and then oh, also Luke okay. Cage. So the audition comes and you were I, like, go, hey. I go, yeah, <laughs> I, I go to audition Yeah, and it went really well. Like I was like, yeah, I know this. It went really well. 
to the point where I get home, like the that next day, he was like, "Dude, we saw your tape in the room. Everybody raved about you. Oh my god!" So I'm like, "That's oh, even harder." This is my gonna. This might happen. And then you know, time passes, and all of a sudden, I'm reading some like trade magazine, and it says something about these are the people that are up for Luke Cage, and my name's not in it. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. And then I'm like mourning that. And I remember like the day before Thanksgiving, I'm working out and he texts me like, dude, I'm working really hard. And I'm yeah. like, no, I read that it's like, I'm not, you know, and he's like, no, don't believe everything you read. So then my hope, I, my oh, hope comes back. Yeah. And then two days later, he's like, sorry. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was like this. By the crash. way, you didn't get it. <laughs> totally. Oh, okay. And you know, at that point, you know, I'm like, I'm, I am older. And at that, that was probably the last thing where I was like, maybe... Maybe this is not going to happen. Maybe yeah. this thing that I thought was going to happen is not going to happen. Maybe this dream yeah. is just, I mean, I'm going to be a working actor, but maybe this part is just not going to yeah. happen. And then, you know, which is kind of what, when Black Lightning came about, like hearing that they were making a show called Black Lightning, reading the script, going in, even going in audition, like there was a, uh, a part of me that was trying to protect myself. Right. From not Because you're like, I believing. want this so bad, exactly. but I can't let my hopes exactly. get up. I can't just get crushed again. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out. So it kind of was, I guess, in the beginning, I always thought I was going to do it. Then I was like, ah, maybe it's not going to happen. And then it, it happened. Well, I can't think of a better person to play Black Lightning. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. you're it's pretty perfect. For, <laughs> obviously, because you got the job. Hey, so yeah. and you're going into season four. So season you four. must be doing something right. I guess so. Yeah. So... Yeah. And hopefully you get to stick with this gorgeous suit that you have. Yes. Yeah. So, I got no complaints about this suit. Good. Because it's, again, gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm glad it's so much more comfortable for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm Dustin's glad, too. Because yeah. everybody was like, you know, like, oh. Because when people, people would see me in the suit, they're like, hey, man, how's it going? And, and I would just be in a bad mood. Yeah. I'd just be like, look, if I'm in the suit, it's never just, going well. Yeah. Just so don't, now I'm just, just like, don't, hey, what's up? How you unless doing? you're giving me specific direction in the scene, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. So where can we find you on the internet? Oh, oh I don't know my handles. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Cress Williams, I believe. Just look for that little authorized thing. I was about to say, you got the, the fancy little check mark. By oh, yeah, I got check marks for everything. So, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all over so, those places. So, are you ready to go eat some pork chops? I am. I see your hubby. I mean, well, soon to be Almost hubby. hubby. Almost hubby. Almost. I haven't, seen him, I haven't seen him since our last day I know. Shooting. So, we're going so to sign off and hope everyone's jealous because we got some, like, two-inch thick pork chops that we're going to go scarf down yes. some mac and cheese and stuff. So we'll see everyone next time. Thank you so much You're for agreeing welcome. to do this. This You're has welcome. been so much fun. No, no problem. So, and we're gonna see everyone next time. Bye. Bye.